0: You're listening to the Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast, created to help parents disciple their adopted or foster teenagers. Here are your hosts, Arthur C. Woods and Elizabeth Joy Woods.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast. This is our final podcast. The
2: last one. Vanile.
1: Yep. I don't know. If, I don't know what language that was.
2: It's Italian
1: hmm For Fragile.
2: Finile, fragile. Fragile. Yes. It's all Italian. This uh-huh. is our Italian podcast. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. So this has definitely been a really fun experience because I like coming up here and talking to you. But also it's been a good thread of conviction in my own life as we uh, kind of speak about how to do this. You know, you really have to be doing it on your end mm-hmm. when you're encouraging others to do the same. So it's been a good, uh, very enjoyable, but also very good, solid lesson for for me.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and this was designed right from the from day one to only be a ten episode podcast. We wanted to spend the first nine episodes on, on gospel concepts, and then uh, finish off today's episode with some kind of new concept, and hopefully able to kind of motivate you and prepare you to go have those uh, those conversations about God with your adopted foster teenage.
1: Right, or maybe encourage you as you've already already been doing. Um, but yeah, the past nine episodes we've gone through and discussed specific gospel concepts. That may be hard or challenging for adopted and foster care teenagers to embrace, to understand fully, to deal with, and to actually make part of their lives and their salvation story.
2: Right, exactly. And so today what we want to do is we want to go through a list.
0: List.
2: List. List. I love lists. And this will be our biggest list of the entire Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast series. Ever. So this will be six. Hear that? Six. That is a lot for you. Six.
1: Yeah, you don't have that many fingers on one hand. No. How'd you get that far?
2: Okay. Six questions to ask yourself as you prepare to talk to your teen about God. So we want to just take the the next few minutes and and uh, and talk to you as as adoptive and foster parents about six different questions you can ask yourself before you prepare to your talk prepare to talk to your uh, teenager about God. So Elizabeth Joy Woods, what do you have for the first one there?
1: So the first one is, what traumatic interactions with a parent or parents might be keeping my teen from embracing God as father?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a good one. And that goes back all the way almost to our, our very first episode in, in the gospel concept of father and why that could be a barrier to adoptive foster teenagers. And so we as parents ask ourselves the question what is that traumatic interaction with parent parents that might be keeping my teen from embracing god as father do you know what that is uh if not maybe you could explore a little bit ask them uh um what uh what they're kind of thinking what their experience about uh, with with previous parents have been and what their their thoughts on what parents are
1: or maybe just their thought on what they think a father should be Sure, you know yeah, I think there's a lot there. You can really dig into that and understand a lot about their story and their mentality and how they tell their story and, um, versus how, and, and how that affects, I should say, what they see the gospel as, Absolutely. the gospel story as. So yeah.
2: And then question number two, what poor examples of love in my teenager's life have affected their ability to fully embrace God's love? So now we're talking about this this uh, gospel concept of love, and the gospel is all about love. God's about love. Jesus is about love. Love, 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 love. But depending on our teenagers' past experiences with love, they could have a hard time embracing God's love.
1: Yeah, I think that's very true. And what I've seen over the years is that often teens have an understanding of what love is, Mm -hmm. but it is not a full understanding. Right. I often think of love as being like an umbrella term, and under it fall other character qualities or actions, or you know what I mean, whatever kindness of kindness, time, patience, whatever. And I think that sometimes they just see like one little corner of that umbrella, not the full thing. And certainly, we as fallible humans do not understand full agape love, which is God's love. But I think uh, just because we have not had maybe such traumatic past, or we're older and more life experience, we understand better what love really is. Right. So yeah, that's definitely huge. The third question is who has been close to my teenager and broken their trust in a significant way, hindering their willingness to fully trust God?
2: Huge. Trust is is such a a difficult thing for for our adoptive and foster teenage to just give someone. Yeah. And a lot of that is because of what they've experienced in the past, because they've had broken trust from uh, from caregivers, from from parents, from um, caseworkers, from whoever whoever it was, they have potentially had their trust broken many times, and now here we are saying, "Oh, but you need to fully trust God."
1: Yeah, I think in this one, with this particular word or concept, I think patience is so completely important. Yeah, um, I think it's just going to be time and reassurance and trust proved over and over and over again yep. for trust to be obtained and I think that that relates not only to the parents but also to God and what better way for the parents to exemplify God and his ability to be trusted than to be trustworthy themselves
2: right yeah exactly wow so we are halfway through our list of six already. pretty good yeah yeah. yeah 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 so far so good uh so question number four and we'll go over these six questions again at the end but the question number four is who is in my teenager's life that they are not currently able to forgive making it difficult for them to understand and embrace god's goodness. so who's who's in my teenager's life that they're not currently able to forgive and that makes it difficult for them to understand god's goodness.
0: i think
1: this is such an interesting question and has 8 million answers because of the 8 million stories that are being lived you know what i mean there's I think their story is so relevant to who they need to forgive, because I would say some teens do not know that they need to forgive. Mm-hmm. They don't know that they've been wronged, or um, they are worthy of being wronged, therefore there is no forgiveness needed. So I think that it takes not only an understanding of what forgiveness is, but an understanding of why and when. Um, and then, you know, you layer on top of that God's forgiveness for us, and that we need forgiveness. We're, we're people who need forgiveness, and that has been extended to us through the grace of Christ.
2: Right. You're 100% right. And- And, you know, for a lot of our our kids, forgiveness is is not something they've ever seen. It's not something they've ever done. It's not something that's ever been modeled for them. So when we talk about God's forgiveness of them, uh, God's forgiveness of us, it can be a very foreign concept to them. Um, So part of the question we ask ourselves as parents is, who do our kids need to forgive that might help them understand God?
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing, one final point on this one is so important is that a lot of um, kids just believe that saying either I'm sorry or it's okay um, is forgiveness. Right. And yeah. it's not the, uh, the, you know, I want to say like the absolution of feeling or the absolution of anger or the absolution of the situation. Um, so forgiveness is not necessarily as easy as it's okay or right. you're forgiven or I'm sorry. There's more to it than that.
2: Which brings us to question number five.
1: Yeah, this one is so, so relevant. Has someone or some system with wrong motivations or maybe just poor ability attempted to control my teenager, making it difficult for them to give God
2: control?
0: Yeah, huge.
2: Yeah, so I mean, control is difficult for any of us. So, each other, God, it's something that's difficult for, for all of us. But if you think about an adopted or foster teenager who, uh, perhaps they had uh, controlling parents, perhaps they had controlling caseworkers, perhaps they um, were just in situations where their life has been controlled, major, major events in their life have been controlled without any real input from them. And then here we are saying, God wants control of your life.
1: Yeah, I think that's very relevant. I think it's important to, to also kind of put a disclaimer out here that, you know, control is not necessarily from a bad place or right. is a bad thing. Right. But you know, you hear all these stories of well when the kid is first adopted or the kid is first brought into your home, let them eat whenever they want because that's a portion of control that they can have over their own life or let them pick out their own clothes. Sure. So we're trying to give them little bits and pieces of control, not because not because you want to monopolize them, but you want them to, you know, but you'd rather have that control so they can eat nutritious meals so that they can, you know, <laughs> semi match when yep. they walk out the door, not because you have ill intent just because you know better, you are an adult. So, um yeah, I think that control is something that is so often or so infrequently given to, um, to adopted and foster care teens and any little bit that we can give them is important so that they can learn that they can actually give God control of their life. Yep. Uh, one thing I heard yesterday was, um, you know, the God who knows us best is the God who is going to do the best for us. And I think oh. that's um, it just beautifully kind of sums up control and how we need to embrace Christ in control of our life.
2: I like that. Never heard that. All right. Question number six. What are some things my teenager is currently putting their identity in that may be keeping them from putting their identity in Christ? What are some things my teenager is currently putting their identity in that may be keeping them from putting their identity in Christ?
1: (laughs) I love this question. Do you mind if I talk again? Go for it. Okay. So I, I feel as though, um, teenagers especially, but all of us do this. I do this regularly. We put our identity in whoever we're around. Uh, We try to match whoever we're around so that we can be included in whomever we're with. And I see that so often in teenagers that they're into this because their friends are, they like this because their friends are, they act this way, they make these choices because their peers are. And um, instead of that, instead of that constant yearning, we as our teens need to put our identity or as believers need to put our identity in Christ and allow our teens to do the same and to be okay with the fact that we are not included in everything and right. to be confident in that and, and calm and content in that so that I know actually who I am. I don't need to go chase. And it's, I think it's very refreshing, very relieving to be able to not have to chase being included.
2: Yeah, exactly. And there's so many, there's so many things that our teenagers do put their identity. Think about their existence in school and part-time job, home and at church, sports and extracurriculars, and wherever else. They have so many things that they put their identity in. But to be able to sit back and try to get them to the point where they can put their identity in Christ, put their identity in the fact that they are a child of God. That's the way. That's the way. To, that's the way for all of. Them.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I just think that to know who we're putting, to know where our identity lies, we need to know who we're identifying with. So the flip side of that is identity in Christ. You need to know. You need to know Christ and understand Him and and be with
2: Him. Right. Exactly. So those are the six questions. We're gonna uh, go over them real quickly Uh, again. So we have them here. But six questions to ask yourself as you prepare to talk to your teenager about God. Question number one: What traumatic interactions? With a parent or parents might be keeping my teen from embracing God.
1: And question number two would be What four examples of love in my teen's life have affected their ability to fully embrace God's love?
2: Question number three Who has been close to my teenager and has broken their trust in a significant way, hindering their willingness to fully trust God?
1: And number four something to think about Who is in my teenager's life they cannot? Currently, that they are not currently able to forgive, making it difficult for them to understand and embrace God's forgiveness.
2: And question number five Has someone or some system with wrong motives or maybe just poor ability attempted to control my teenager, making it difficult for them to give God?
1: And the final question is What are some things my teenager is currently putting their identity in that may be keeping them from putting their identity in Christ?
2: So those those six questions, I think as you as you start thinking about like I need to now start having some of the conversations with, with my adoptive foster teenager, these six questions I really think are something that that before you do that, you can ask yourself. We can ask ourselves and depending on our answer could really inform how that conversation goes.
1: Yeah, I think that it's really Wise to think through these things. And at least I like to kind of have answers for the questions or the situations that might arise. And um, we hope that we've been valuable in giving you these questions, but also giving you this podcast as you pursue chasing your teen and, and them chasing Christ.
2: Yeah. We, we, uh, before we finish up here, too, we do want to just remind you that uh, we do have, have these materials available on a, uh, a DVD or digital download curriculum called Imagine This trusting the god of the <laughs> gospel uh so if you want a little uh, a little bit more help in how you have those conversations with your teenager uh just head on over to uh trusting the god of dot com and uh, you can get all the, uh, the information there you can purchase the curriculum or even if you just want to get a free preview of what the uh, the curriculum looks like uh, you can uh in order a free as well
1: yeah it's a valuable resource that will help you approach these conversations with your teen's heart in mind
2: yeah exactly so that's kind of it i think the the bottom line in all of this is it's going to take a lot of patience it's going to take a lot of prayer and it's going to take a lot of time discipleship of our teenagers not going to happen overnight Uh, they're not just simply going to embrace all these gospel concepts simply because we as parents listen to a, a podcast or got a curriculum, it's going to take time and patience and it's going to take effort on, on our part. Certainly uh, a lot of prayer on our part is kind of turn our kids over to the work of the Holy spirit, in their own life.
1: Yeah. And it's worth it for, for his glory. It's worth it.
2: It is worth it in the end. Well, speaking of uh, the end, that is the end, mm-hmm. not just of this uh, episode, but also of, of this podcast series, so we hope this has been really helpful for you guys. We have we have loved doing this podcast. Uh, we hope that uh, this is information that uh, even if you've already listened through with us the whole time, that you can go back and get some uh, kind of refreshed on some of the material that we talked about, and and ultimately, we just hope that it it helps you as parents engage with your adopted and foster teenagers in conversations about God, faith, and
1: been fun. Thanks so much for joining
0: us.
2: Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by the Trusting the God of the Gospel video series. For more information on this powerful discipleship resource for adopted and foster teenagers, visit trustingthegodofthegospel.com forward slash shop. If you found today's content valuable, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information on your hosts, Arthur and Elizabeth, please visit them at arthurcwoods.com or elizabethjoywoods.com. Thanks for listening to the Trusting the God of the Gospel podcast.